0: Welcome to Improv for the Podcast. On this week's episode, we're joined by Adam, who will be telling us all about his improvisational journey. We'll play a couple games and, most importantly, learn how he improved his life. Let's hit it! Welcome to Improv for the Podcast. I'm your host, Michael e. Evans, and today we are joined by the multi-talented musician, man of business, and incredible improviser, Adam. Adam, thank you so much for joining us on Improv for the Podcast. How are you doing today? Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, I am so glad to have you on. Uh, for those of you who remember, or maybe you've been listening a while, Adam joined us way, way, way back at Improv Camp back in October. That episode came out in November, and he chatted with us for a little bit. So it's a pleasure to have him on for the full episode. So Adam, before we get too uh, deep into our interview, uh, I want to ask, kind of how long have you been involved at IFTP? What classes have you taken?
1: Yeah. um, Been here for a while now, Mm. actually. I think it's been over 10 years that I've been with IFTP. Uh, And it's been through a few different, even theaters. Yeah, So like we used to... I was with Matt, like he was in Venice at one point, and mm-hmm. then in Culver for a little bit, and now we're at the Pico, and it's been great. Been taking classes kind of on and off uh, for, for 10 years. Yeah, so you've seen like the history and kind of the evolution of uh, Improv for the People from like its early days to now. Yeah, and really it's it's Matt. was yeah. just Matt has just been amazing, and, and he's so supportive and, mm. and such a great coach yeah. that Makes people want to come, and he's built this community with IFTP that I've I've loved, and now it's extended to the camps. It's yeah gone through shows and classes. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah it's really grown. I I remember when I had Matt on the show.
0: He mentioned like. Some of the early classes, they were meeting in like an old prison or something? Yeah.
1: Did you go so to those? I've been there, yeah.
0: <gasps> wow. So Just you escaped prison with Matt?
1: <laughs> barely. Yeah. Wow. I don't know how we got out. But, wow. That sounds yeah. tough.
0: Wow. That's, what was it like being in those classes? Like thinking about like, were you, was it a little shady like going there? You're like, okay, I'm doing this improv class in like an old prison. Like.
1: Yeah. And this was the first time that I was really starting improv and yeah. getting into it, and I had no idea what it would be like. <laughs> <laughs> and I think at the time, the first few classes, there, were, like the first class I showed up to, there was mm. maybe like five of us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but immediately, I knew I fell in love with it, mm. and it was just fun because you get out of your head. There's no filter. There's you just get to play and be silly for yeah. two two and a half hours, yeah. and I was like. I love that. I want more of it and Mm. more of it. Mm. All right. Well, that you've
0: given us a good little teaser there, Adam. So I want to save it until we get to our full improv interview. But before we do, as always here on Improv for the Podcast, we got to play a round of three things, but it's personal. So, Adam, I did my best uh, snooping to uh, go on the Internet, learn some things about you. (laughs) So uh, we're going to play some three things. Now, do you have any questions about how we play three things?
1: Uh, No, I've scripted every single answer for... Each one of your questions. Impressive.
0: Impressive. (laughs) I did uh, tell Adam the categories. No, no, no. (laughs) All right. So here we go. Uh, These are three things. Places that begin with the letter A. Alabama. One. Arkansas. Two. Arizona. Three. These are three things. Very nice. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Hockey terms or hockey vocabulary. Puck. One. Selly. Two. Stick. Three. These are three things. All right. Last category. Songs that you have written.
1: Songs that I've written. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, all of my life. One. The way I'm feeling. Two. She says. Three.
0: These are three things. All right. Very nice. Very nice. Sally. Okay. We're going to talk about those. All right. So that first <laughs> category, uh, places that begin with the letter A. Uh, your name begins with the letter A. Uh, I like that category. Now of those places you listed, have you visited any of them?
1: I've been to Arizona. Been I don't know Arizona. why I picked states. And it probably was just like a an easy yeah. go-to thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Arizona, I've been there too. No Alabama? But, uh, well, no, I don't think I've been to Alabama no, or me Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, no, me neither. Um, <laughs> no, I think, yeah, just, I don't know. Yeah. Once you get in the rhythm of the filter, then yeah. <laughs> stuck on states. Yeah, you had that
0: first one, you're like, yeah. uh, other states with an A name, yeah.
1: That's it. <laughs> it's definitely other like cities or countries probably.
0: No, those are the only three. (laughs) Argentina. I've been there. Argentina. There you go. There you go. All right. All right. Very nice. Very nice. All right. That next category, uh, hockey vocabulary. Why did I ask you about hockey vocabulary?
1: I grew up playing hockey. Hockey was my main sport and I, played it all the way up until uh, like a couple of years ago actually. Wow. And loved it. Like okay. I'm I'm from Chicago and got so it. Ice town, yeah. Nice and cold and yeah, hockey like I played I don't know, 5 6 times a week going to practices and in games all through high school, college, played competitively. It was a lot of fun, yeah. Oh, okay. So I know what a puck is for hockey, but what's a celly? You got to you got to tell me what a celly is. Wheel snipe celly. Is that a player? It's a term. Oh, Actually no. it's from it's from a show, Letter Kenny. Oh okay. uh, Letter Which yeah. has a lot of hockey references. It's okay, uh, a Canadian show, I think. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, but Selly is celebration.
0: Oh, that's
1: <laughs> it. Oh man. <laughs> you score and then celebration. Selly. Oh, right.
0: Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like did you have a Selly after you scored? Yeah, which I mean you gotta have. That's the point. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, what position did you play in hockey? So it's funny I say that because I was a goalie. Oh man, so you were not doing a lot of <laughs> didn't do that goalie. only you, after the game after if we won. So. Yeah, that's yeah. true because
0: and a lot of that was determined by by how things went for you. Yeah, gosh, that's that's gonna be a lot of pressure. Imagine being the goalie. It's fu- it's fun. I, yeah,
1: I've kind of always enjoyed mm. that where you have to be like very focused yeah. and very yeah. like in the zone. Yeah. And it's not going to happen every game, but for the games that you're like, you're feeling and you're really uh, like zoned in, then it, I don't know, it works. <laughs> yeah. I just,
0: was there like a time, like you were a kid, you were playing hockey and they're like, uh, Adam, uh, you be goalie. And then you were just like goalie for the rest of your hockey Kind career? of
1: actually. Yeah. So the, when I first started playing hockey and like my parents didn't play or anything, I just one day randomly went up to them. I was like, Hey, I want to play hockey. And I played for like a house league team and there was no goalie. Uh, so, uh, every time we would kind of like rotate who was going to play goalie. And, uh, it seemed like I did a decently well with it. Yeah. And then I actually, it was, I tried out for a travel team mm. and did not make the team, oh. <laughs> but they didn't have a goalie mm. and they were like, Hey, we know that you've played goalie in the past. Do you want to try and play goalie for us? Yeah. And so I made the team by playing goalie Ah. and stuck with it ever since then, like really enjoyed it and became my, my position. And for Mm. a while, I mean, hockey was like who I am. Yeah. 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 I mean, sports, I think,
0: I, I think about this a lot, how like sports can play such a big role in your life while you're still in school. And then for like most people, you know, you finish school, whether that's high school, college, and then like the opportunities for sports become very limited. And I think that kind (laughs) of sucks because I, you know, I liked playing sports and, you know, it's like team activities can be a lot of fun and just a good way to get exercise
1: and you get to play. There's one hockey rink in all of LA basically where (laughs) Uh, I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even in El Segundo. I mean, it's a really nice rink. And for a while I was playing on literally three teams, so Mm. three nights a week. Wow. Playing there, but there's, I like there was one in Culver for a while. I think mm. that shut down. Oh. There might be one in the Valley, but yeah. Other than that, there's literally. Oh man. I mean, but I I get it. LA yeah. is not the place yeah, that you come to yeah. to play hockey. Yeah, I
0: I know. Growing up, there was I knew of like one hockey rink, and that's I had a friend who played, and like that's where everybody would go, <laughs> like because it was yeah. the only place ice skating, yeah. hockey, only place
1: I could. In Chicago, there's literally one in every town. Yeah, I So like it. every I town it. has their own like travel sports team. Hockey team. Yeah.
0: Southern California. We we don't, we don't mess with ice too much. (laughs) We're just like, (laughs) just in our drinks and in our coffee and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, man, that's, that's really cool. So you've been playing like up until recently. I think that's awesome. I, I miss organized sports in that fashion. I didn't, I didn't do a ton, but I did a little bit, you know, growing up like track or like I did flag football in middle school, (laughs) you know, (laughs) stuff like that or volleyball. And ah, that's, I don't know where to find that now.
1: Yeah. The, I know there's something about like having a competitive thing that yeah. goal to go yeah. after that is really fun. And I kind of don't like the idea that, I don't know, sports kind of like tail off as you get older. Yeah, I, I mean, I still play a lot of tennis and golf. And okay. stuff like that. yeah, That's great. So you still find yeah. other ways to kind of get that competitive nature out. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: I, I've played tennis once and it went horrendously and I've never, <laughs> I've never tried again, <laughs> but The idea of it—it seems like a lot of fun, a ton of running. Yeah, just like uh, I, you know, I just gotta try it more.
1: Great COVID sport. Yeah, I really picked it up during COVID. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: oh yeah, one of a really good option for COVID, honestly. Yeah. Oh man. All right. I got to go. I'm going to go learn. This. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go practice. All right. Um, so I want to move on to that final category songs you've written. So now I know the answer to this, but I, I want you to explain for the podcast. Uh, just tell me about, it. so you are a musician, mm-hmm. you know, that's something that you like to do. That's a big like passion of yours. Yeah. And you've written a number of songs. It sounds like, uh, so do you have those three songs you listed? Are those your favorite songs you've written?
1: They were, the three that came to came to me most recently, mm. probably the the ones that I'm most sharing with people. Mm. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I've been playing uh, guitar, piano, singing since basically high school. Yeah, and uh, only recently, have I started kind of playing more shows and writing mm. more songs, trying to like put it out there. I, I we were talking about it. Yeah, I don't really know what I want to make of it, but it's just like a fun thing that I get to yeah. share a part of me. And I, I found that songwriting is a, really a way to share a, like a piece of of who I am yeah. and express myself. Yeah. And I think like writing lyrics, I think can be something that can be so vulnerable
0: because you're putting your thoughts mm-hmm. onto paper and then you're putting them to music and then you're just like, hey, other people, this is what I'm thinking or how I'm feeling. Like that's that's not an easy thing to do. So I think it's it's incredible that that's a that's a passion of yours.
1: Yeah, I've really I've really found it really freeing. Mm. It's just like a creative outlet that you can explore and kind of go deep into a hole, and then you come out and you've got okay, I've got the song for everybody. I yeah. want to yeah. share it, and hopefully they'll be like, oh, okay, that was good. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. So I mentioned this at the top of the podcast, and now I'm realizing it even more because I said. I think I said like multi-talented, but like, I'm thinking about it. You, you do improv, you write music, you play sports, like, and that's, this is all stuff like outside of your work and like everything else you do. And I think that's just, you're like, like a Renaissance kind of guy. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, that's a wide range of activities but, that like a lot of people can, you know, you can connect with people over, which I think is, it's really cool that you're so well-rounded in like the things you do outside of work and just
1: how you spend your time? I think that's really awesome. I'll mean, appreciate the compliment. Yeah. So thank you for that. I wouldn't. I don't. I don't know if I would call myself a <laughs> renaissance. Adam's yeah. paintings are incredible. Are amazing. Da Vinci They're has so nothing. Good. On, yeah.
0: nothing on you. Should be in the Louvre. <laughs>
1: yes. Uh, yeah. No. For me, I've always, I've always found a, a passion in finding outlets and, mm. and like setting goals and finding things that you want to work on and yeah. achieve and uh, yeah. improve. And I've really loved like creative things. So I, I was a film major in in undergrad oh, okay. school. Okay, And uh, I guess for, from then I've really wanted to do something creative or, yeah. or kind of at least whether it's in, maybe not my day thing, but on the side I have a passion or a hobby that I get to like yeah. work on. I, I find that really fulfilling. Yeah. You want it to be still a part of your life. Yeah. And then if I end up in the Louvre, I'm that's, not that's going to complain about
0: yeah. it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So I want to turn our to- our focus towards your improv career. Yeah. Um, Cause you mentioned how you started at IFTP in the early days, but uh, I want to ask when do you think was the first time in your life that you heard about or learned what improv was.
1: Yeah, so growing up in Chicago, used to go to Second City. Yeah,
0: oh, right, yeah,
1: Chicago, okay. <laughs> and that was like the big one at yeah. the time, really enjoyed the shows there, mm. a lot of fun. Uh, Improv Olympics, yeah, IO, I, I think I don't, still around, um, and would go to a lot of these shows, mm. and I mean, I have the same problem when I go to concerts, yeah. I like see it, and I'm like, Oh that would be so fun. <laughs> that yeah. that should be me up there. Yeah, you're like I I want to
0: do that. I want to try that. that.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah, like I, I'm the the box office ticket taker. I've seen mm. the play 3 times. <laughs> I, I could do this. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, I got this. And uh no, it, it's just the fun and the the idea of, of seeing what people can do and and whether it's I don't I don't know what you can achieve with it, but mm it's going up there and giving it a shot like yeah. that's that's a really fun thing to me and improv it like embodies all of that it's basically go on stage you're not going to know anything about what's going on or what to say but go yeah and yeah, do that actually in many ways is like just a very freeing mm-hmm. piece of life really uh, because in life you always want to feel so prepared and rehearsed and yeah. in improv it's the one time where you're allowed to be like, just just go up there, yeah. and people will. I mean, people will watch, and you'll be intrigued, and you'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, so you, you can drop the the need to like have it be prepared and perfect. And mm.
0: yeah. I think. That's, that's a really good point. And I, I just got this like image in my head. Like I've gone to see an improv show and I've seen one of the performers show up like 10 minutes before the show starts. And then you see him like the side stage, like chugging a beer and then just like gets up there on stage and absolutely crushes it. And it's, it's one of the few things where you can do that.
1: Yeah. I I say that to like every time I do a show and people ask me like, are you, are you nervous before? And I'm like, uh, I literally just have to show up. Yeah, I don't have to memorize a nope. script or nope. anything. Nope. And like, I feel like I'd be more nervous if I had to like remember my lines. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean, when I'm singing my songs, I forget lines all the time. But yeah. like, you just kind of like show up and be present and be yeah. in the moment, and yeah, that's the fun of it. Yeah, the
0: looseness of everything. Yeah. I, it's it's a really good point. I remember like I did a lot. I've done it a decent amount of, like, just, like, plays and things like that, and I think Mm -hmm. about, like, how much time I would spend, like, before the performance or whatever, like, getting ready, like, I'd get to the theater early, I'd stretch, I'd drink tea, or, like, you know, I had all these little rituals, and then improv, it's just, like, (laughs) <laughs> i just roll up you know yeah. like i don't even like i used to be like oh i don't want to eat food like this many hours before a show and then now i'm just like eh, whatever like yeah. <laughs> and i can still get out there and you know feel like good i'll wing you know? it and yeah yeah the funny
1: thing is you literally are winging yeah it. and i think that
0: approach is yeah. like something that i think could be applied to more areas in life it's just it's, totally it's hard yeah. to always see that um, so yeah, that's, that's the attitude. We need to have that attitude more than just yeah. show up and like <laughs> see what happens.
1: I mean, a big piece of life is really just like showing up. And yeah, that's it's, true. It's,
0: yeah, that's true. Really good point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. For most things you can do that. Not everything, but <laughs> yeah. Even like work every day though. You just got to like show up. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. All right. So growing up in Chicago, I guess, yeah, I, this didn't even click for me, but yeah, the second city, like Chicago is like, yeah. like like basically the birthplace of improv, like modern <laughs> improv as we know it. And then it spread, you know, throughout the U S and then Canada and, you know, all over the world. Um, so how old were you when you went to your first second city show?
1: Must've been in high school. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. I,
0: that's, I'm a little jealous. I'm not going to lie. Cause I, I've, <laughs> I've read a lot of books about like, you know, second city and its growth and like one day I got to make that trip out there and just see a show, see Chicago. Well, I got to go to Chicago in general.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, the the shows were just so much fun to go to. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I believe it. So yeah, you could see shows. And so from the moment you saw maybe that first improv show, did you know immediately you're like, that's something I'm interested in doing.
1: Kind of, Mm -hmm. but, or, well, actually I should say probably not actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, it took uh, like, I think in, when I was a junior in, in, College, I took an improv class at, at the Piven Theater, mm. which I think is like Jeremy Jeremy Piven's yeah, was parents. Like Piven, yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was like hang on, I think yeah. it's like their theater. But huh. it was mostly so I, I told you I was a film major in, yeah. in college, yeah. so uh, was working on movies and scripts yeah, and, all that and spending the weekends like working working on short films, and never really wanted to do like the acting side of things, mm. but always found it like a fun. Thing to explore, like I think I took an acting class for for a credit in school, but then was like, you know what? Why not try like an improv class? That that would be a lot of fun. So I took it was like a ten week course uh, there, and it was fun. And like I wasn't like something I like fell in love with immediately, but I was like, oh, this is kind of a cool art form, cool Mm -hmm. thing that you can kind of explore, and then. Uh, when I moved out here to LA, uh, my roommate and I, I at the time were like, "Hey, do you want to want to? Should we sign up for an improv class? It'd yeah, be a lot of fun." That's a very LA thing to do. Yeah, you know? we signed up and then met with met Matt and mm. kind of fell in love with classes after that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my <So> gosh! <laughs> I'm probably giving Matt way too much credit, but <laughs> yeah, way too much. <laughs> yeah, <credit>. yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, he deserves it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So you had you had a basis in improv.
0: You got to try it out in college. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you were a film major, and you had been doing music, so you already had a lot of creative, different things going on. Um, And then you moved out to LA. Boom! Somehow find improv yeah. for the people. Was that your your Craigslist roommate or your friend? Craigslist. No, I'm kidding. I don't uh, know.
1: <laughs> it might have been. Uh, yeah, been, yeah. I'm trying. To uh, I don't even know if the internet was around back then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, No, it, like pretty sure we found it uh, and. Mm. Like, re- really, it was like, oh, hey, this is a class. We could try it out. And yeah. It wasn't, like, uh, Groundlings or stuff like that at yeah. the time. Yeah.
0: And probably just, like, uh, I mean, you had recently moved to L.A., so a good way to, like, go do something, maybe meet some people. Yeah. Just kind of get connected. Like, hey, what what is there to do in L.A.? Oh, okay, improv. Or, yeah, I mean, we got a billion places to take <laughs> classes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Huh. And huh. Uh, just stuck with it ever since and then got deeper into the, the form and uh, yeah. 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 So you've been, I mean, a student of improv a long time. Like I Mm -hmm. would, I hear that and I'm like, you're an improv
0: veteran, Adam. (laughs) (laughs) You've been around it. Uh, so thinking back, like, uh, back to those early days where the, was there anything that surprised you or like shocked you? Like you showed up and you're like, Oh, I can do this. Or like, this will be easy. Or like, what was kind of your mindset? Like,
1: Mindset was uh, I'm open to whatever, whatever it is. And yeah. I think the thing that really made me fall in love with it was this idea that it's just no filter. You just kind of go, you don't think about it and actually you don't need to be funny. Mm. Uh, I get that all the time. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can never do improv. I'm not funny. Yep, And it really has nothing to do with being funny. It's more about being present in mm. the moment and Really, just kind of thinking, like thinking on your feet and, and discovering things in the scene that uh, really I love. I love being in, in the gray space yeah. where you have no idea what you're going to say, yeah. but you say yeah. something anyway. Yeah. And then you justify it and you make it work in the scene. Uh, and I love that, that feeling, that moment where everyone's with you because everyone else knows you don't know what you're going to say but you're going to go to do it anyways. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. I think just, yeah, there's something so
0: raw about improv like that. It's just, like you said, kind of the, the free lawlessness almost of every scene. And every time you get up on stage, I mean, you know, maybe you get a suggestion or two and that's about it. Mm-hmm. And then you take the wheel, you and your scene partner. Yeah. So I i am curious, do you think like, cause you've been with improv, you know, and IFTP and doing different things for a long time. Like, has there been any like uh I guess like crossover with your work or where you've like noticed like, oh like improv is like affecting me in this way at work or like it's it's helping with things or like it's making me see things differently in, in your career?
1: Yeah, it's in many many ways, mm. uh, and, and it's funny because I, I make my team now go through improv exercises. Yeah, they absolutely hate it. Oh, <laughs> so no. much. they're missing out. Uh, or <laughs> I say they hate it, but they secretly love it. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I find it, it's such an amazing way to build teamwork, an amazing way, way to build communication, listening, uh, sharing, and just like openness. Mm. I, I feel like there's a there's like, I don't know, there's like an optimism in improv. It's yeah. like, we can make any situation work, yeah. uh, no matter how bad it is. And I like sharing that with the team at work or, or kind of like working through that. Yeah, because that mindset I think is important in, in any setting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think, oh, the optimism of improv, I really like that. Because <laughs> I think, yeah, you got to hope, like, you get up and you, your scene partner, whatever you like, you got to hope that, like, you're going to do something cool up there, you know, whatever, whatever your scene turns into, you're like, this is going to go well.
1: Yeah. You, you just have this sense like, Hey, I've got it. And yeah. with that, like reassurance, you're not as worried or nervous about it. You're just like,
0: yeah, we've got it. Yeah. Let that carry yeah. you. And, and whatever happens, happens.
1: <laughs> and I yeah. think
0: I, I really appreciate that you like bring that into your work that you do now, like you said, with your team, I, I, I think about why I work all the time. And I've spoken with a few people in here that like, they've had opportunities to like bring improv into things. And I'm like, ah, dang, I think I got to find a way. I'm not, I'm not in any sort of managerial position in what I do, but I, (laughs) I just know that some improv could really help loosen things up and help everybody, you know, gel a little bit.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, back this was like 8 years ago mm. we actually brought matt in to oh, do a training with, with our our team at the time and i've i've mm. helped matt with a few of the corporate trainings yeah, as well awesome. and it's funny how you see people open up that mm. you basically see another side of people on your team that mm. you never would think to see or yeah. get out of people cuz most people are just so focused on the work and in their silo yeah. do you
0: find that um like when doing those exercises, are are people often hesitant or kind of
1: nervous or at first yeah. until you like there's like a switch that flips and, and you kind of gotta like unlock that as, as people are you're and even with myself like there's things uh, like you're gonna go up and you're gonna be hesitant about it but then you kind of just like hit this point where you're like okay I'm just gonna go for it mm. and when you hit that like flipping point then you're okay you're there you're present you're open you're really in in the moment Mm. for that Mm. Mm. that's cool i i think i've i've had the chance to sit in
0: on a few classes where it's like beginning improv you know so people are coming in they've never done improv in their life and i think watching like the progression from the first you know like 20 minutes of class and then being there at the end is just always so incredible and i I imagine it's a similar way in a business setting too. Just because people are like, "Oh, improv, I am not a funny, man. This uh, this ain't whose Line," or,
1: you know? They're like yeah. Saturday Night Live, whatever. And then, but people can really open up through that. And that's, yeah, the, the moment when somebody says something that they did not expect to say, like <laughs> just comes out of the gray space, surprise themselves and surprises themselves and everybody in in the room is is the the single best moment in the world <laughs> yeah. because. Yeah. Uh, it's the moment where you you could see it on the person they're just letting mm. go and just mm. kind of like giving in and it's such a joyful freeing experience mm. that it's fun like it's fun when i i have those moments in improv and and it just like comes you say something and it comes out and then you justify it mm. but to see other people go through that moment which yeah. usually it's a hurdle cuz people in life you want to filter yourself, you want to, you want to hold back. You're like, Oh, I I couldn't do that. Like that wouldn't be good. But as soon as you get through that moment, it's, it's the most fun thing in the world and, it, and it's so exciting to see it like, cause you could see it on their face.
0: Yeah. And everyone kind of lets
1: loose a little bit. They're like, Oh,
0: yeah. whoa. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where that came from. And then it kind of opens up the floodgates from there. Mm-hmm. I imagine for everybody. Uh, so as an improviser, When was the first time? Because I know you've done a number of shows in your improv career. What do you remember? The first time you ever did an improv show?
1: Yeah, it was with with Matt and the team here. We did we did so we performed. It was a couple of short form shows, Mm -hmm. uh, and at the time we were performing, I think it was the Westside Comedy Theater. Okay, yeah. We did a show or two there, and it was a lot of short form games, which Mm -hmm. was a lot of fun. I think in that first. In that first, uh, show that I ever did, uh, we did the, uh, the scene was person goes out of the room Mm. and the other person is given like, Hey, you have to get this person to guess who the person is. Got it. And I, so I was in the room, Mm. my partner went out and I got Marilyn Monroe. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) and I mean like. Who doesn't know what Marilyn? Yeah. Who Marilyn Monroe is? Yeah, yeah. Me, I don't know. Oh, or I didn't really know. <laughs> so I was oh. in this scene trying to get my partner partner to guess Marilyn Monroe, and I was like, uh, uh, "I don't know anything about her." <laughs> at the, uh, actress, sure. Yeah, uh, actress but that,
0: passed away. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was about it, the yeah. the Happy Birthday, Mr. President thing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. like JFK, right? That yeah. didn't come to mind at the yeah, time. Yeah, of course. Uh, of course, but it, I don't know, it, it's the most fun thing yeah. because the audience saw me struggling. yeah,
0: they're gonna enjoy that. and
1: they enjoy that just as much as I enjoyed the fact that mm-hmm. I was struggling. you're like, oh my gosh <laughs> yeah. uh, I was like, yeah. thanks for taking this suggestion. Yeah,
0: you're like, this uh, should be the easiest thing in the world, but it's not.
1: Yeah, um, but like that explains why improv is so fun. Mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that whole scene, everything went wrong. But it was one of my favorite scenes in the show and it it stuck with me because Mm. I'm like, I really, really love that where it was a whole scene based on not knowing anything in the scene. (laughs) Uh, But we, we made it work. Mm. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, over time with, uh, with Matt and the the crew and Ava and and some of the people still at the theater, we started doing more long form shows, Mm. which was really, really fun. So. Uh, the Agatha Christie show oh, have you done one of those we did uh there was a while where we did one like every month or so for oh, like wow. a good stretch like yeah we did six or seven in a row, I think, and those are so much fun yeah cause um, it's it 's like murder mystery right, and then everyone 's in drag right it 's a uh it 's a it 's a play like basically, and oh. like that 's why I love it 's because yeah. i mean it 's a comedy show, but yeah. like maybe it goes dramatic yeah maybe you never know. Maybe maybe it's comedy. Like you just kind of like you get a few suggestions and then Mm. you say, all right, go for an hour. Yeah. And that's fun because you get to develop these rich characters and really explore the relationships between the characters Mm. and and how it affects each other. And then you get to explore a relationship with a different character. Uh, And some scenes are sad, some are funny, some are stupid. (laughs) Uh, You really get to just kind of like... Play in those characters and in those moments, uh, which I really, really enjoy. Mm. Um, so we had a r- really good run doing a lot of those long form shows. Um, really enjoy doing that. And then, uh, for a while I, I moved, moved away, um, and actually ended up teaching improv for a little bit. Oh, uh, at business school, uh, okay. there, uh, taught some improv and then came back and mm. have done a, a couple shows since then. Yeah. 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 So what, for you, was it a difficult transition
0: going from like, I've been a student, I've been doing improv, to kind of moving into that teacher role?
1: Yeah, I mean, kind of, or mm. I learned from Matt so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn, I give Matt way too much credit <laughs> No, but just... He's going to love this episode. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, uh, just the way that he coaches people mm. is really, he's very patient with them, Yeah, doesn't try to give... Them the answer tries to let them kind of find the answer, uh, and I tried to take a lot of that. Uh, it was I, in, I went to business school and there was I, I don't know I wasn't going to go two years without improv yeah and there You've was no for so no long. improv team or anything there and so I was like w- why not start the improv club yeah and me and a couple of friends we started the improv club and I guess by default of being the most uh, experienced i guess <laughs> i ended up teaching the classes and, wow. and mostly it was the people who had never done improv before yeah. but uh, really got to find them find the joy in it
0: yeah. mm. that's
1: that's amazing so you became like
0: you're like i'm bringing improv to business school <laughs> and then you did and you got people to try improv who had never done it that's that's amazing adam
1: yeah it was fun and yeah it, it's fun seeing or like being on the other side of it and like helping people explore through the basics and yeah. and helping people like find those moments of, of fun and silliness and, and free like just being free. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So as an improviser, do you have a preference for short form or long
1: form improv, would you say? I like both, but probably mm-hmm. long form. Mm-hmm. Why? Just because it, it comes to me like the thing that i think about with every improv scene is it's never about what's going on in the scene it's about mm. what's happening between the two people in the scene or, the relationship, or the, 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 right? the relationship it's all about the relationship in improv so the two of you might be arguing about uh whose dime that they, that is that was on the ground mm. and it's not about the dime. Yeah, it's about the relationship between the two characters and why you're arguing about this. That's important, and I find that you get to explore that more mm-hmm. in long form. And mm-hmm. I really, en- yeah. really enjoy that because th- there's so much ma- material to like kind of mine and, and yeah. you dig can deeper. sit with it. Yeah, you don't need scenes to be like bang, bang, bang. You, yeah. Um. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I love scenes where you're just kind of like hit. Yeah. The, the note and then jump out of it. Uh, but I, I love the scenes where you get to kind of just like explore that, that piece and then mm. it it can hit a sh- crescendo and then you kind of like pull back from it. And then you kind of like feel the energy of, of a scene mm. um, that I really love to explore with, with long form. But I mean, you can get those moments in short form or in short form, you're trying to get to the relationship right away. But um I love that you can explore a lot more, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I I think I have to agree I like long form too. Just yeah. so Like you said,
0: just the, the opportunity to like dig deep a little bit. Because short form can be fun because you're given some good structure, you're given some good support with a lot of things, and it can be fun to kind of do everything a little quicker. But there's something about sitting in it, sitting in a scene, sitting in a character.
1: Yeah, I, I also... yeah. I mean like game of the scene is a lot of, a lot of fun when you mm-hmm. find like a game in a in a scene but yeah. I really love just like playing the reality of something and I find you get to do that more uh like you're this character and mm. you just play the reality of that character yeah and you get to like kind of live in that that piece of it uh, and I find that more enriching I guess uh yeah all
0: right. So as an improviser or as an improv teacher,
1: do you have some favorite exercises to do? Favorite exercises? Yeah. Right at the start, sound and a movement. Mm. Like and the, yeah. That one? Just, yeah. That's like a great one. You do a sound and a movement and, and like you get out of your body for the moment. Yeah. It just kind of loosens you up mm. uh, where you're literally shaking everything out, <laughs> yeah. all, like all the tension and everything. Yeah. Uh, love doing that. Uh, love doing kind of the, we call it the, like the Loran, oh, um, yeah, yeah. but like, I don't know when we turn it into town center mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. like, it's kind of like two person scene, like it's long form, two person scenes with, uh, five people up on stage, yeah. two people scenes and everybody's in a small town yeah, and, yeah. and it's the barber and the, the pastor butcher, and yeah, yeah and like, stuff like that. Uh, and then at the end, everyone comes together uh, and does and does long form uh, and does like okay, it's the, the town celebration day. <laughs> everyone does that. Um, yeah. Another one that I really love is, is my movie, and I did a I actually with the with the class that I was teaching was doing a take on it was uh, so it's my movie my movie my movie my movie clap and then somebody comes up with movie titles you go around the circle and then someone expands on what that, as soon as you pick a title you like, someone gives the log line and everything. And got then it, yeah. you go and you see the scene from that dramatic, oh, uh, I like that. dramatic movie. And then after that, it's like, maybe you go backstage on that movie or <laughs> uh, like on the set, uh, or you've got the, the critics talking about the movie and then maybe it's uh, it won an Oscar. So you got the Oscar oh, speech that gosh. you got to go. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's kind of like short scenes, but you can kind of build a long form out of it. Yeah, because yeah, uh, they're all
0: tied together related to
1: whatever this movie is. Yeah, related yeah. to this, this amazing, amazing Oscar-winning movie. <laughs> uh, uh, it's really a fun yeah. game that you get to play with. And, and in that, like, I guess the consistent thing is that you're this character that you get to kind of mm-hmm. follow along in, in mo- many different scenes and different... Yeah. Of situations, yeah.
0: I would love to play that game, that sounds like so much fun. And I just the idea of getting a joke around about like behind the scenes or something of a movie because, like, there's a lot of ridiculous shenanigans that happen,
1: yeah. I'm sure having studied film actors upset that their trailer isn't big enough, or yeah, it's just drama and relationships, or
0: a stunt's not working, or there's there's so many things you can explore within like the issues a production could face, yeah. Ah, that's Oh, that's perfect. (laughs) All right. I got to make that happen. I got to talk to Matt. Matt, we got to do the movie. Maybe he's done it in class. I don't
1: know. Um, I think, I mean, I think that's a form. If not, I kind of like semi made that up. But like, well, uh, go home, write it down. My movie. um, And uh, like, I think I've seen my movie done before a few times. Yeah, Yeah.
0: sure. Okay. Wow. man. All
1: right. I definitely want to check out that.
0: (laughs) All right. So thinking about kind of your your time in improv because you spent you said in like over around 10 years like yes learning teaching just involved with improv and you've brought that into your work life you've continued to find like opportunities within that to perform as well as all the other like creative creative things you do what do you think would you say it's like a big question has been the the impact of improv in your life
1: so impactful Hmm. it's really changed of kind of who I am uh, in in many different ways um, and we, we talked about it through some of the like uh, the creative stuff yeah. but uh, in in the work stuff but really it's allowed me to like kind of find this creative outlet mm. uh, so like even though I was a film major even though I've done like music and all those things I, I never even then didn't quite see myself as like a creative person. Mm. Uh, and it, I think improv and and the idea of just like letting go has like allowed me to like start seeing myself as a creative and start putting out more creative output or whatever the form is, uh, start chasing more of these creative goals and, uh, Improv has been like a big focal point to that for me personally. Hmm.
0: I hear the term creative. Like that's you. i like, I think that I'm like, the music, like the instruments, the improv. I mean, you were a film major. Like those are a lot of different kind of areas to touch upon and learn about. It's
1: funny. Uh, I guess getting, getting personal here. Yeah. Like it, it took a hurdle to kind of get over that idea that, hmm. that uh, like I w- was a creative person or that like, creativity had some some point in my life um, and it's like it, it's not that i want to like make something out of it or be famous or, or sell millions of albums like none of it none of that is the the point of it but it, it really is like unlocked this really like optimistic point of view where you just give yourself permission to do this creative thing and who cares what it, ends up being, or if it ends up being nothing, yeah. um, but you do it for yourself because you enjoy it and you do it because you love working with other people in it. Yeah. Um, and you get to be a part of a community with other, other yeah. people doing it. And it took a little bit of a hurdle to actually yeah. like find that, that point, yeah. um, for myself. But then over the past couple of years, I was like, okay, this, this is it. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna dive more into this creative stuff and and really like put an emphasis on, on, or like explain it. It's going to have an importance in my life that'll kind of shape who I am. So like, I guess I was a hockey player growing up. Mm. Now I'm more, okay, creative, like improviser, musician, like that's kind of like Not that defining, I need to define who I am with, with something, but it just like, it's given me goals that Mm. give me a lot of like optimism and and energy.
0: Yeah. You went from carving up the ice to carving up the stage. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) I think so. I think so. Yeah. And I think uh, you raise a good point because I think so often like people hear about like you're going in improv or like you live in LA or, you know, these different things like art shouldn't be seen as like something just purely a gateway to like becoming famous or getting lots of money. I think at the end of the day, like an artist of any type, you know, whether it's a a comedian, a musician, you know, or all the other things that fall under that title of artist, like what is, what is your goal as an artist? You know, and hearing you say the things like community and like just getting to do the thing because you enjoy it and You know, you're not like, oh, I'm writing this song. Uh, This song's got to go viral so that, you know, I can get a billion dollar record contract, you know, like all this ridiculous stuff. And I think so often, like people go into these fields or these pursuits with the wrong mindset. And not that it's, you know, it's not my place to judge, but it's just like, what are you asking for from whatever craft it is you're pursuing, you know?
1: Yeah. And. Not that my my goals with it like there's such a purity to any of my goals that that I have with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if somebody wants to hand me a couple million dollars, I'm not gonna.
0: Uh, Adam's looking for a bicycle representation. representation. Uh, you wants a major record contract. Yes. with Def Jam. Uh, An yeah. Agent, uh, yeah. Yeah. agents. Managers,
1: yeah. Agents. Business managers. Booked at the Rose Bowl yeah. next week.
0: Elton John can be your opener. Like. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, no, not that. Not that like there's a purity, but it, it's more that it, it's opened up another side to me yeah. that I didn't expect. Yeah. And like, I really enjoy that part of, of me yeah. uh, of exploring that the creative side and, of that. And so diving into that has been like really energizing for me. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. absolutely. Yeah. All right. So thinking about that, do you have any goals or like, long-term ideas of what you want to do next with improv or music or just these pursuits you have like looking at the year 2023, right? It's February. It's the year is young. Like, is there any moves you're thinking about making in this next year?
1: Uh, aside from Rose bowl, Rose bowl, of course. Yeah. Louvre. Yeah. Louvre. Uh, maybe I'll run for president. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's coming up. Three things. Yeah. Uh,
0: (laughs) these are three things. (laughs) uh,
1: Very Uh, yeah, my goal is just creative output. I like, yeah. just really love doing it. I would love to do more shows. Love to do more music shows and and improv shows. Yeah. Uh, love to do musical improv shows. Yeah. As oh well. yeah,
0: I wanted to bring that up.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just it's just so much fun doing it, uh, and it's so much better than yeah. So it's not that I want to take it somewhere. I need to get this next level or anything. It's just Mm -hmm. like the more time I get to enjoy being in the moment or enjoy being in a scene, uh, the better. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think like, uh, Adam mentioned before
0: we started recording that he had started doing some musical improv. Is that like the intersection of like your two <laughs> <Kind>
1: passions? <of. laughs> You're like, Oh my gosh, it's all coming together. It's like, I do music and I do improv. Yeah. Maybe I should try musical improv. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just felt like something that would be fun to try. Yeah. And so I started taking classes and, and really enjoyed it so far mm. learned learning songs and coming up with songs on the top of your head. It's, it's a whole nother challenge in itself and just the challenge itself is, is really fun.
0: Yeah. Is what makes it. Yeah. I've, I have very teeny, teeny bit of experience with it. Like I, I did one, like one session (laughs) of it and I was like, this was pretty cool. Like I, I want to do more, but then that was like, like nine years ago now. So. <laughs>
1: we've done over the time, mm. Matt's brought in somebody to yeah, do folks. like a, like a class and do oh, a I'm musical this, improv class. I'm getting class. On case. <laughs> um, oh, and talk about one of my favorite scenes yeah. is, uh, is a uh, kick it where uh, you're in a scene and then Matt will go, all right, kick it, and you got to go into a rap based on oh, whatever's in the scene, gosh. and then I'll say word, and, and <laughs> you go back into the scene and deal with whatever the rap was. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're jumping back and forth. It, yeah, it's like a
0: musical movie or something. Like, and
1: everyone's rap is always terrible. Oh but it's yeah. so fun. Yeah, it's so much yeah. fun. Uh, I, I love that. Yeah. And so I was, I was like, you know what? It, it might be worth to try this and explore this. Mm. Piece of improv. I mean, there's so many different forms. Like mm-hmm. we were talking about, like they're short, they're long. You could do musical, uh, Shakespeare improv. I'm mm-hmm. seeing. Yeah, uh, have you seen the? Oh, I don't, yeah, they just call it. What is?
0: I don't remember. I think it's the official Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah, it's like Shakespeare improv at yeah. the at the Largo. Have you seen that there?
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I actually haven't been yet, but I've oh, been trying to go. catch it at some point. You gotta go. Uh, when I was in Boston, they had uh, it was drunk Shakespeare. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Where it's like semi-loose Shakespeare play but the yeah. main character is drinking the whole time. Oh my goodness. And just, so they so like sloppy. end up being yeah, it ends up being sloppy, but uh, it ends up being like mostly improvised mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. really funny. Yeah. Yeah. You got to I highly recommend There's the
0: Improvise Shakespeare Company, that's what it's called. Okay. They do yeah. they have like a touring show and they come to the the Largo uh, which is, you know, in Hollywood or whatever. Uh, I saw it last year, really enjoyed the show. Really? Yeah. Okay. Just, it's so Did silly. Did it make you
1: want to speak in like Shakespearean yeah, English the I, whole time?
0: I love like whenever we get a chance to do a scene like that, kind of that like British-y like, yeah. Papa, like, <laughs> I doth like pray, a plague doth fall upon thy house. And like things like, I love the chance to jump for that. I don't know if I'm good at it, but I like to try to do it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, so fun. I'm very into that. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's like I think one day if I had the chance I would love to attempt like a long form Shakespeare improv
1: thing. Yeah. That would be like just a fun yeah, thing just to, to try it, to you try know. It. it doesn't
0: even yeah. have to be for a show just in like a class setting, you know. Yeah. just to be like can I do
1: this it's like, like in like in a work setting you can yeah. just talk in Shakespearean English yeah. the whole time.
0: Yeah, that I should do that like when <laughs> I you know just the show up for the morning meeting and <laughs> what say thee like <laughs> I think I'd confuse some people, well, <laughs> like just sharing on a report or something. Yeah, oh.
1: They would certainly be intrigued.
0: So. Yeah, they would. I think I'd definitely get some feedback from my managers. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, Michael, um, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you like this? Yeah. <laughs> Questions like that. Exactly. So, yeah. That's definitely something that would be more fun without priming anyone else around you, just making the choice as an individual. Yeah. Thank you for that. So, um, as recommended by Adam, everyone at home right now, you know, next time you're at work, just Shakespeare, just be that whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Together we can change the world. Yeah. All right. Um, Adam, so we've talked a lot of improv. We've talked the intersection of, I, I don't even know we've talked. We've talked music. We've talked improv. You ready to do some improv? Yeah, why not? Let's do some improv. So I've got a couple of games lined up for us that I'm uh, I'm pretty excited to play. So for this first one, this first game we're going to play, uh, it's called Alternate Adam. Mm. And in this game, I, you know, while I was doing my research for the show, I learned that there are a number of people who share both a first and last name with you who do a number of other professions. Okay. So what we're going to do is... Uh, I'm just going to give you one of these professions that another Adam does out there. (laughs) And that's going to be, that's going to inform your work in this scene. Uh, So you are going to be a, uh, let's see, Uh, you're going to be a professor. You are a professor. I'm not sure of what, but you're a professor. And for me, I'm going to be a desktop support analyst.
1: Oh. That'll
0: be me. So this game is called Alternate Adams. We're playing different versions of Adam in this scene. All right. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so uh, it looks like uh, you've definitely got a virus on this computer, so good thing you called me to check it out.
1: I got a class to teach in 12 minutes, so I need you to solve this for me.
0: Oh, uh, I'm look, I know you have a class in 12 minutes, but this is going to take me a little longer than that, Professor. Uh, L-
1: listen, Adam, I called you up from IT specifically One, because your name is Adam, like me. (laughs) It is nice to meet another Adam. Two, because they said that you were the best at solving this virus. Uh, How am I going to teach theoretical physics without it?
0: Maybe this could be a pen and paper day.
1: Pen and paper for theoretical physics? You want me to write out every piece of the Fibonacci sequence?
0: I, I don't know. You've got a number of whiteboards in this classroom. Oh, my God. So, I don't know, with maybe these you know, 10 or so minutes we have before your class starts,
1: get writing and I'll continue to do my thing. Can I tell you a secret? Sure. I don't actually know how to do theoretical physics. It's the computer that does everything for me. Oh my gosh. I mean, mm. that's bad. Yeah,
0: that's terrible. Yeah, this, this is MIT and you don't know how to I do, do theoretical physics. You've been no. theoretically teaching theoretical Theoretic physics the whole time. Professor Adam, that.
1: I just type it into the computer and I, the AI
0: handles it for me. Yeah, I mean, in a way, this is a testament to your brilliance, but also. Oh my gosh! You've been scamming hundreds of students. Yeah, don't have, tell anybody. They'll take my Nobel Prize. I mean, I feel like I, I have a moral obligation here to say to speak up. I just told you, don't tell anybody. <sighs> okay, you're right, but but fix my computer because okay, I okay. got to teach. Yeah, uh-huh. because okay, the clock's ticking, and you know, I every ounce of my being right now, sorry, Hank, every ounce of my being right now wants to, you know, talk to the dean and let him know about your fraudulent behavior, but we have a common bond. Yes. And I,
1: I can't turn your back on another Adam. I can't turn my back on another Adam, you know? That's what I was exactly hoping when I requested another Adam. We go all the way back to the first
0: man. Yes. Th- according to some. <laughs>
1: theoretically to others.
0: Yeah. And theoretically to others. I, That's a bond that can't be broken. Totally. I'm I will not share your secret. I will take it to the grave.
1: Oh, thank God.
0: Take it to the grave. That's something I can do. You know, I'm a desktop support analyst and I analyze the situation and the best way that I can support is to keep the secret and to fix your desktop computer here.
1: <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, of course. Now it looks like
1: you've got a number of viruses on the computer. And- oh yes. I, I, look at tons of porn on it.
0: Yeah, well you're you're not too busy teaching and mm. I'm not surprised. Uh, yeah.
1: So that I need you to fix it for that too. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, you need to get back. You've got some browsing habits, I'm yeah. sure. And again, morally I feel bound to say something like, "Oh my gosh, there's a professor who's just looking at porn while he should be working." But again, they would take my Nobel Prize. They so. would. And again, the Adam to Adam yeah, bond code, is too just, sacred. Yeah. <sighs> uh, okay. Okay. All right, so, okay, removed a couple of these. Okay, things are looking pretty good. It's, it's working. It's a little faster. Yeah. Um, you know, I would recommend using incognito mode so this, some of these websites oh, don't stay in your browser okay. history. Now, it's not going to hide it from me, but I'm not going to say anything, you know, Adam to Adam. Totally. Now, there is something I see here that, again, the moral part of me is like, this is a red flag, but are you by any chance... Selling drugs to students?
1: Absolutely selling drugs to students.
0: Blackout. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> Man, that was oh I'm thank you for making sure that we were both named Adam.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, <laughs> quite great. the scene to be recorded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Put that out there to the masses. Share okay. that one at work. Uh, no. uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to share that with my boss next week. I don't know oh, about so, you. but So yeah. will I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Just be like, hey, this is something I did on
1: the weekend. Should give me a promotion, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's just, uh, do you think HR would want to hear this? Or like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, but that was fantastic. Thank you for playing Alternate Atoms with me. <laughs> uh, yeah, loved it. Uh, all right. Fun scene. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to our next game. So this game, uh, a lot of this is going to be on you. The onus is on you. Um, and in this game, the premise, uh, it's called small town mayor and you are running for the mayor of the small town of Delo, Mississippi, Mississippi. Wow. I said Mississippi. I'm just shortening and everything these days. So you are running for mayor of Delo, Mississippi and, uh, your opponent is the golden retriever. And this golden retriever is actually the incumbent. So you are running to knock this golden retriever out of office
1: Difficult task, so, yeah.
0: so you, Mr. Perspective Mayor, need to give the speech of a lifetime to win over the hearts and minds of the people of Delo, Mississippi. Do you have any questions for me before this speech?
1: None. I've prepared the speech right here, actually. We want uh, the
0: dog. Bring out the golden retriever.
1: Ladies and gents. Shh, all right. Uh, I come before you to say one thing. Here in Dillow, Mississippi, we stand for freedom. Amen. We stand for the people. Amen. We do not stand for puppies. (gasps) Listen, since we had this golden retriever, Max, Maxaphone, the puppy. That's his name. (laughs) Our economy has been in shambles. We have not had enough electricity to keep the lighthouse on. That's,
0: that's true. That's true. We are a coastal town.
1: Why, we have a lighthouse in Delo, Mississippi. Yeah, it's because we're a coastal town.
0: Coastal town, of course. Exactly. Of Mexico.
1: Without a lighthouse, there's no beacon of hope. There's no truth. truth in the world. There's no light for me to see where I parked my yacht. Hmm. And if I can't find my yacht, what is this world coming to? It's a problem, isn't it? It is. So you with me? We're with you. Yeah. With you.
0: Blackout. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm feeling a little dumb on my geography. Mississippi's, they're not landlocked. There's there's a little bit at the bottom, right? Maybe. Yeah, I'm trying to think because I'm like, okay, I know where Louisiana is.
1: I mean, I, I was... Then- yeah, could have been a uh, landlocked lighthouse, but Ice, uh,
0: that's true. You
1: know, there's some big
0: lakes out there. And hey, yes, you, and I've so seen we, some we lakes, Tahoe. Yeah. You seen that one?
1: Yeah, huge
0: lake. They might need a lighthouse out there. Uh, there you go. But the people of DeLo Mississippi <laughs> appreciated your fervor, and uh, you touching upon the economy really struck a chord with the <laughs> town. <laughs> Things were bad. The dog's agenda yeah, was yeah. just focus on fire hydrants, too much and pet food, eliminating cats, and yeah, pet food. <laughs> So thank you for speaking for the well, at least for your voice for the people. <laughs> yeah, for all those yacht owning DeLo uh, Mississippi residents. Exactly. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, we got one final game we're going to play today, sure. Adam, and this one's this one's a bit simpler. Uh, you know, I like to do some crazy ones. This one's I just call this simple scene, and uh, we're just going to get a suggestion of a location, and we'll take it from there, whatever the scene becomes. All right. So our location that we're going to be at today, Adam, is the dump. The dump. The dump. Okay. Right? We're at the
1: dump. Well, looky here. I found the most amazing rag.
0: Oh, my gosh. That, that is a beautiful piece of garbage. Are you serious? Are you serious, Carl?
1: Carl, that's a rag. I, it, it's nothing. James, this rag is the key to my happiness.
0: <sighs> Carl. I don't want to rain on your parade, but I think you take that saying, one man's trash is another man's treasure, a little too seriously. And I do,
1: because this rag is the key to my happiness. And uh, I I, got to tell you something, (laughs) James. I gifted you a rag for last Christmas, and I saw you threw it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I did, because I didn't need a used rag for Christmas. Like, I appreciate the thought, but... I couldn't afford much, so... It, I, I'm i just happy
1: with you being there, Carl. I don't need you to give me a used rag. I just, every once in a while, want to do something nice for my, for my best friend. Yeah, but, I mean, the gifts you give, you know, you just got to
0: realize sometimes your presence is enough. I brought yeah. you here to the dump today because... I dropped my wedding ring in the trash can, and I needed your help looking for it. We didn't come here, you know, for show and tell.
1: So, you're saying that this Tonka truck that I got you for last Halloween, that I found in this dump? Yes, I sent
0: it back to the dump.
1: Oh my God. Look, Carl,
0: I'm I'm sorry. I just, I need you to understand, like, you don't always have to get me these gifts, like... I don't want stuff that's from the dump, but I want to do something nice for you. Like I said, just my showing best up, friend. being my pal.
1: You know, helping like, me look for my wedding ring right like now. This ring right here. You telling me it's more important than this Tonka truck that I got you, Carl? I need that ring. Well, you know what? I'm done with you. <laughs> no. <gasps> Are you? St- yeah, I'm serious. I threw the, the ring back into the dump. We've been here for two hours. You just pulled that up so nonchalantly. and I, I'm trying to make a point here. You're making James. a point? We're never going to find it. My point is life's not about material things even though I try to gift you material things all the time and you don't want them. Life's about our friendship and if you're going to turn down our friendship, I, I don't know if I want to In this dump with you anymore.
0: (sighs) Sorry, I got so angry. I I get your point. I just. You gotta understand. I'm gonna need you to explain this to my wife. (laughs) 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 Blackout! That was really beautiful. <laughs> it's really beautiful. Yeah, it's all, all
1: about the relationship yeah. uh, between yeah. James and Carl. Yeah,
0: I, I appreciate that Carl is just, you know, you, you're just trying to be a real good pal, a real good friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even if it's rags. and I mean, a Tonka trunk, like, outside of scene, that's kind of dope. Like, <laughs> like I would definitely be like, rag to Tonka trunk, Tonka uh, yeah, trunk. Yeah, that's is, a
1: bit of an upgrade, actually. Yeah. That,
0: Who doesn't want... Or hasn't wanted that at some point in their lives, you know? Totally. Yes, man. What's wrong with the world these days? No. (laughs) No. Um, Well, Adam, thank you so much for playing. That was a blast. Uh, Before we conclude our episode, I just want to give you the opportunity. Any final words or bits of wisdom you want to leave us with today?
1: Uh, Reflections on improv. No, it really had a fun time on this. Yeah. I, I guess one thing, and I've listened to a bunch of the episodes of the podcast and yeah. a lot of people harp on the community here at IFTP. Yeah. Uh, and really the community at IFTP makes it, uh, which is amazing. So I love that I've been friends with some of these people for <laughs> 10 years and, yeah, and friends with, with Matt and, uh, A lot of people, you get to see them every Tuesday or every time you have class or uh, or at every show, people show up for each other. Mm -hmm. It's really a unique thing that I don't think you see at other theaters. And and I've taken classes at at other theaters, but it it really doesn't have that same sense of community. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love. Keep coming back to. Yeah. Once again, it's a testament to Matt. and That's like the fifth shout out I've given to him. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's all right. Yeah. (laughs) but uh really really amazed by that, and really love the people and love doing improv with them and mm. exploring and kind of doing new scenes and new challenges with them and then seeing people perform in shows and then being yeah. a part of the show and performing yeah. with them yeah I uh, really love like what's been built here and really proud of where it's gone over these ten years like, yeah you've seen it I think it was like one class and now it's like I don't know, 12 classes yeah, a week it's, or something. It's a,
0: it's a good amount. And yeah, always growing. always seeing new people coming. The
1: um, there's yeah. new people always coming and the same people stick around. And uh, like, I've really, really enjoyed that about I, IFTP and it, it's really becoming a powerhouse in, in mm-hmm. L- LA. A force to yeah. be
0: reckoned with. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, prop for the power my house. agents at CAA. Oh yes, religion. of
0: course. Yeah. 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 And mine at UTA.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, really talk about IFTP uh, don't have an agent but <laughs> me neither <laughs> uh, but really just like yeah. it's been a joy and and fun as like I've been on this like improv journey to just mm-hmm. see where IFTP has gone
0: yeah how it's grown and changed and, and evolved
1: yeah. changed and uh, it's really really fun to see and be a part of and continue to be a part of and mm. and that's what I want to do is keep taking classes here keep doing shows keep being a part of the community uh, camp, all that stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, Adam, I want to thank you for being such a, a long-standing member of the IFTP community and such a good representative of what we're about here. And I mean, you've, you you know—you've been around way longer than I have here. So, thank you for—I don't know—helping shape this place to what it is today.
1: Thanks. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, Adam, thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing your story, your talent, your humor. Uh, I'm excited to hopefully see you do some music stuff coming up in the near future. Um, but with that said, thank you so much for Adam to joining us on the podcast. Uh, as always, if you enjoyed the episode of improv for the podcast, we'd love to hear from you on one of our social media platforms or give us a review on Spotify or Apple podcasts. But, uh, until then we'll see you next time. Improv for the podcast was created by Matt Moore and Michael Lee Evans, edited and produced by Michael Lee Evans, and finally presented by improv for the people. Interested in more IFTP? You can visit us at improvforthepeople.com or on our socials such as Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. Remember, new episodes are released weekly. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.